pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Trolley Problem Inc. podcast, the audio series that's based on the game, which is based on the philosophical programs, uh, problems, I should say, uh, which is out now. Uh, I'm Simon Byron and I'm joined by Samuel Reed Graves as ever. Hello, Sam. Hey, you How's it going? I'll be honest with you, it's not going well. <laughs> I'm very poorly today. We've had our podcast schedule ripped up by uh, world events. Um, and um, I feel uh, so we have a very special guest today. Um, and I feel that we needed to stick to our time slot. But I will tell you, this is the furthest I've been away from a toilet all day. If I have to disappear, <laughs> if I have to disappear, just, I don't know, carry on the polite conversation. Uh, or what have you. Uh, but that's me. What about you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you say that obviously the trolley problem's out now because we're recording these in advance on. Uh, I'm up to it, just finishing the game off. Um, but that's just the magic of podcasting. I was going to say, don't peel back the curtain, Sam. What you say is out now and everybody's playing it. It was being played on the news. It was so important. So <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, so this is a podcast series where we chat to uh, friends um, and industry uh, luminaries um, about them and about the podcast and genuinely thrilled to be joined today by Jan Ravens, who, if you've played the game so far, plays the part of the narrator. Hello, Jan. Hi. Hi there, Simon. Hi, Sam. How are we doing? Well, you're not doing very good. We've already heard about that. I and, probably wouldn't uh, go through that again. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll come up with a few. You know, a, a tight ten minutes if you. Uh, <laughs> exactly. If you have to dash off all of a sudden. <laughs> so, how did you get involved in the game? Um, well, it was just one of those jobs that came up through the voiceover agent. In fact, I think I think Sam was after somebody else who couldn't do no. it. Yeah, yeah, that's so, awkward. I know. Obviously, uh, you know, um, I am, uh, you know, uh, you know, the best person for the job. But Sam just didn't realise that at first. So, uh, so yeah, so I got, um, yeah, I, I got the leavings of. Um, so, a high, so, so a more high profile client. <laughs> so, so, so with that, I uh, so that yeah. is that is yeah. true. I, I uh, but I, I would say that when um, when, when uh, Jan's name was brought up, I am a really big fan of um, uh, spitting image skins, and then also just things like uh, QI in just a minute. 
And so it wasn't like Jam was like, you know, all down, the way down the list. I was thrilled <laughs> when the name was brought up. Um, and, and like I say, if people have played it, everyone will know that she's done an excellent job on it. <laughs> Very well, well done. You t- Gosh, you should go into I was going to say, I was yeah. going to say, do you accept that? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, you should go into <laughs> politics, Sam. No, I, I, it's, uh, it's, um, it's been a really fun job to do, actually, and uh, so much more interesting than... Um, I haven't done very many video games. I can't even remember what I have done, but normally it's kind of going, ah, and, you know, kind of, uh, yes, we have him here, Captain, and, you know, all that kind of thing. And so, uh, wow. so doing name those this, games. Oh, I cannot name those games. But th- doing this is so, was, you know, so interesting and so kind of like, yeah, oh, my, you know, really uh, made you think. I, th- I think actually the, the big thing what um, drew me to Jan especially was uh, that the game needed to be satirical. Like on, on all the sheets where I was sort of looking for people and talking to like sort of casting agents and things, it was, you know, um, British female, you know, and then maybe like, oh, you know, in, in this bracket of age and so on and so on and so on. But at no point did we sort of bring up the satire, which is the, in my mind, the key element, like the, just the comedy of being able to, to nail that, I guess, like cynicism um, mm. and passive aggressiveness. Um, yeah, I, which I mean, Jan was, does so well. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'll put that on my dating profile. Um, uh, I yeah, because because in a Sam very helpfully wrote out a lot of sort of you know stage directions. Well, actually, when we started doing it, he'd written you know um, uh, excitedly, uh, sleepily, you know, sarcastically, and there was quite a lot of sarcastically in the in the stage directions, or sarcastically or cynically. And so it, anyway, after a while, he just sort of stopped doing that and. Um, and uh, trusted me a bit more, but um, it was, you know, it was very helpful to start with because, of course, I might have been a person that didn't have any idea about how to say the lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, we've 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 jumped straight into uh, talking about your work in the game. We should come back to that, but just um, if you wouldn't mind explaining, uh, you know, who you are and the work that you've done before, and sort of where other people okay. could have seen you. Okay, uh, so. Um, so I, I sort of started out in um, I started out actually producing uh, radio comedy um, and uh, I used to do a satirical program called Weekending on Radio 4 many years ago. And um, and of course, now I do Dead Ringers, which is the, uh, you know, another satirical program on Radio 4. And in between that, I've I've done um, satirical slash rock music programs on Capital. I've done Spitting Image. Um, I've worked, you know, done Alexi Sales stuff. I've worked with Jasper Cara. I've um, uh, I've done lots of my own stuff, my own one woman shows. Um, the last one of which I did in 2017, which was called Difficult Woman, which obviously focused on Theresa May and all the women that were sort of coming to power at that point because it seemed to be a, like a sort of tide in the affairs of women where there was like Hillary Clinton, Nicola Sturgeon, Theresa May, you know, and I also was at a, a sort of time in my life which was um, uh, kind of interesting in all sorts of ways. Um, and so I was sort of talking about my life and uh, and my kind of inspiration slash satirization of all these women in the public eye. Did you what, take? Uh, sorry, go on, Sam. So I was going to say one thing. What I um, thought was interesting as well was when we were uh, recording because I was sort of in such a trolley problem headspace and, you know, listening to Jan trying to give sort of any sort of direction um, that I could because it was the first time I'd done it and I, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> um, 
it, I completely forgot Jan did impressions. Um, and then every so often she would bust one out and I would think, like, oh, that's really good. Um, completely forgetting. <laughs> you, you should do that professionally, Jan. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. I I did you... Parties, yeah. So, so, so what did you first think when the pitch that was meant for somebody else came across your desk? I mean, did you know much about the trolley problem? No. Did you need I some mean, convincing? No, I, I, no, I didn't. Um, I mean, I... I was aware of the trolley problem and um, and I also had once been involved in a play called The Prisoner's Dilemma. I mean, I I, I, I auditioned for it and then decided I didn't want to do it because the part wasn't big enough. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it was a really interesting play written by David Edgar, who, who, who I'd done um, his previous play called Pentecost, which was, again, an amazingly dense and uh, culturally and intellectually kind of stimulating sort of play. Anyway, the prisoner's dilemma was um, uh, was the, was his following play, and so I was sort of aware of this whole business of philosophical problems where you have to kind of um, work out, um, you know, what what will um, benefit the greater amount of people, or what what decision will do the greater good, um, and. And I think it's, you know, it's it's a really interesting problem. I think it's a really interesting problem to introduce, um, you know, younger people to, she said very anciently. Uh, <laughs> I think for the young people, um, you know, rather than thinking, you know, shall I um, shoot up that prostitute or, uh, you know, um, blow up that car? Uh, I think um, you know it is you know it's a it's a good thing if you can find an interesting and entertaining way of um, of tackling philosophical problems and and thinking about decisions that you make because so just, not I have, enough. I'm just making notes for the next game. So what was it? Shoot. I was oh, going to okay. say. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that comes from years of trying to keep my sons off. You know. Uh, Grand Theft Auto and all those LA. My 13 year old is currently upstairs. Easter holidays at the moment as we oh, yeah, are yeah. recording. That's what he's doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell the police. <laughs> so, so, so do you play Do you play many video games yourself? Not a one. It, no. it's, it's something that I know over lockdown was uh, like a big thing. And we, uh, I mean, Simon probably knows more about this with like trends and spikes, but I feel like everyone had like a bit of a boom over lockdown. Mm. Um, uh, which is nice because when you obviously make games about things like the trolley problem, it means that there's a wider audience now of people to come to it. Yeah, the pandemic. I mean, the, the the pandemic was good for Sam. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm well, quite. I'm, I'm I'm quite interested that you know, um, like I've got um, a stepson who is like in his uh, mid forties, and obviously he plays video games, um, and. Uh, and so now, you know, you're at a point where quite mature dads, I mean, not so much of my generation because I'm I'm 63. So it's not so much um, guys of my generation so much playing playing games, I don't think. I mean, I think my son's dad did sort of have a little dabble. But, you know, I think people generally don't have time and their habit is not to play a video game for leisure. It would be more to, you know, watch a movie or... Um, go to the pub or whatever uh so that's actually a bit where i'm at with um it's mainly with the time sinkiness of it all is that mm. i um yeah i i watch films i listen to a lot of music i go to the pub mm. um but when it comes to a game 
so many games are like sort of plus sort of 12 hours to the point mm. that um, Red Dead Redemption, which is something I've always wanted to play. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Yeah, Red Dead 2. Um, but it's uh, 70 plus hours for the story. Um, and, and even though I know it's like artistically, technically, narratively the best thing going, I don't have 70 hours in the in the back pocket to, to sort of sit down and enjoy it. No, that's um, a hell of a box set, yeah. And that's actually where I started with um, uh, Trolley Problem Inc. over the lockdown was thinking, I just want to make a short, a short experience um, which I can make. So how long is the How long is the trolley problem then? Or, or, uh, I would or... say it's roughly one forty-five to two hours. So in theory, like film length. Um, oh right, was, the whole thing. Yeah, but it was it, it was planned to be shorter. Um, right. And then actually, we did cut some stuff as well for like, obviously like quality. You know, it's not always going to mm. make the cut. Um, but I think that it's at a good length where yeah, you can uh, sit and play through it in a night. Like that's what I wanted, like an evening sized game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and one that's one that one one that could be just over Steam's minimum playtime before you can refund it. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know if uh, Jam remembers, and I'm sure all this stuff. Oh will get yeah, cut, the refund thing. Yeah, yeah. I, the I, refund did, thing. I did mention it. Yeah, I, I, and that's you know, I we so we've always said like as long as people know what they're what they're getting, and um, we deliver what they expect, then uh, you know I don't necessarily think that that is too much of a problem. But I do like the I think this must be the only game that you play that asks you not to refund it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yes. Please, please, it's a very needy game. <laughs> exactly. So, so when you were looking at the script, then did you? Um, I mean, how did you feel about the content? Because because it goes. I mean, you will know more than anybody who's listening at the moment that you will know exactly where it goes. You'll have seen all sides because you've done all the voices. So wh- mm. whatever option someone takes, you you're trying to talk them round. Um, how did you feel about the sort of topics that it that it covers? Um. Well, obviously, some of them are quite, um, you know, it, it, it's quite it's quite simple. It's kind of, you know, are you going to cause somebody's death or are you not? And that's that feels like kind of very kind of standard video game sort of shoot 'em up sort of territory. Um, although obviously it's being dealt with in a more um, uh, considered philosophical way. Um, but I mean, I think it's. Uh, I think it's you know it it, it covers issues like um, uh, y- you know y- using um, I mean like va- I don't think vac- it's vaccination specifically but use of drugs on a large number of the population um, and abortion and things like this which are you know they're philosophical problems but they're also social problems and political problems as well and 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 really really you know good things to think about and. Um, you know, things about obviously, you know, a, a number of those things I've got strong feelings about um, myself. Uh, but I think whatever, you know, whatever your feelings are, it, it's a good idea to to think about them. So it's not just a uh, a gut reaction, a kind of um, a feeling that you're that you're making, you know, decisions about what you think about those things based on um, having considered them, having thought about them and not not just having a kind of knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, we talked long and hard about um, the content, how to deal with some of those topics, because they are very emotive. Mm. Um, and some of the language in the original papers um, was was a little dated. Um, but what we hope 
uh, is that um, it's sensitive. Mm. Uh, it should make you think. Um, really, really interested to see what the live results are once the game is out there. We can see how the rest of the world is voting. Yeah. It, it, uh, what's the what's the kind of um, lower stage range it's aimed at? So, so this is something that. Um, I guess because we're like we we're saying earlier with things like GTA and anyone can get their hands mm. on them really. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I always kept that in mind. So when it comes to the language used, um, and actually when it comes to the age rating, it will be very low. I would imagine probably seven plus. But when it comes to you know the actual audience, the people we're aiming it at, I'm thinking probably eighteen to thirty-five. Yeah. Um, do you I think mean, that's I right, think. Simon? I- because I just this is more your businessy ballpark than mine. Yeah, I've got the glamorous job, haven't I? Um, yeah, it's well. I, you know, I've enjoyed talking through it with my son. Um, you know, and yeah. he's 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 thirteen. He hadn't really thought about these before. I think he was familiar with the idea of it, but certainly, you know, where it goes um, and some of the topics that it then covers, um, he absolutely won't have thought about. And um, yeah, that's what's been really enjoyable in that. You know, we. I make a joke about the fact that this is a short, linear, text-based narrative game that you always see at the top of the Steam charts. You don't, Jan. (laughs) But (laughs) but, um, we, we really believe in it. Um, and think that it's uh, that it's an important video game. Not just us. That's what Forbes said. Twenty twenty two's most important video game. But uh, I and think. Just to, sorry to interrupt. I, I was just no. going to say it seems to me like it's the kind of thing that you know people you know that uh, schools could use as a you know as an educational tool. You know that people could be um, encouraged. You know, people could sort of be set it for homework kind of thing. You know what and, I mean? It's sort of and like I a... loved that idea. That's why we put the reading list in because I would love people at college age, maybe even university age, if you know it's sort of semester one and you're on a philosophy course, then even mm. just looking through the reading list, um, yeah, it could really help. But I've found that talking to universities um, in any in any country. Is almost as hard as talking to press, like just trying to actually get people to listen. Because when you say, "Hey, I've made a video game," it's mm. sort of instantly like, "Nah, we're 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 yeah. okay." <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. It, it really is just always. Um, I yeah, I believe in the concept, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't have spent sort of a year and a half of my life making it. Mm. But it's just trying to get other people believe enough to actually experience it. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think it, you know, for uh, for GCSE and A level kind of kids, it would be brilliant, you know, for people who are doing GCSE or A level um, philosophy, or even you know, um, whatever you call it, you know, PSHE or you know those sort of general subjects that they do to, or citizenship, you know, citizenship modules and all that kind of thing. It would be brilliant for, wouldn't it? Well, well, Simon, if you can get it on the curriculum, we'll definitely sell a few copies. Yeah. So, uh... yeah. No problem at all. No problem at all. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's that sort of <laughs> Done. Okay, so let's uh, let's get into the thick of things. Jam, we've had a really nice conversation so far, but let's find out a little bit more about what you're really like. Now, you'll have a head start on some of the issues that we're going to cover, but we would like to know how the narrator would behave with some specific trolley problem problems. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So first of all, we'll start off with the uh, traditional trolley problem. So there is a runaway trolley barreling down the railway tracks. On the tracks are five people unable to move. You're next to a lever. If you pull this lever, the trolley will switch to a different set of tracks. However, you notice that there is one person on the other tracks. What do you do? 
I prefer it when Jan asks that question, Sam. That was that was bad. Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah no, I, I much prefer it when Jan asks. Exactly. <laughs> so she's been asking the question. Now let's see how she answers them. Well, you know, it's 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 kind of. Um, you know, it's kind of obvious that, you know, you'd, you'd rather, you know, it's better to kill one person than five. But, you know, as, as I know from having said, oh, but what if that one was a little child? And but what if those five people were real shits? And, you know, they were all kind of complete criminals that had, you know, sold drugs from uh, exploited people in South America. You know, what about that then? And you say, yeah, well, I can't take all that into consideration. So, yeah. So just straight off the top, I'm just going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll kill that one person. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so my retort to that was, like, "Oh, you're going to kill someone," and yes, but I think yes. you know all of my retorts, so I'm going to have yeah, to do them a bit I, yeah. more. Um, well, well, you might remember this line as well. Then I hope okay. that person's family forgives you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, but I mean, in that situation, um, you know, what is the? Well, I, I, I guess the thing about. Um, uh, morals and, and ethics is more there's the outcome and you're obviously right is that that you know one person dying is better than five people dying but then there's also the intent mm. and you're intending to kill someone and it's i think it's more that's the issue well, is no, that, yeah but yeah but well yes but you, your your intent is also to save five people that's my intent my intent is to save five people Okay, I'm sure the one person won't be happy with the intent, but... <laughs> no, I'm sure they won't. Um, and I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. It's a problem. So, so what, okay. what, what, what do you think then, Simon? How, uh... Well, yeah, I mean, saving the, saving the five over the one statistically makes sense. And it's interesting that when you start to understand a little bit more about the, the people involved... Um, that that can potentially affect your decision. Um, but yeah, it's that question of, of choosing to do it. You know, some people might just, just carry on walking, walk past the lever, carry on walking, and then is it anything to do with them? Um, is that but, an option? Uh, is that well, one is, of the is, is that is that is, I mean, is if, that, if, is that if you don't do if you don't pull yeah well if you don't pull the lever then yeah if you, so if you let it hit five people you just yeah. walk on by yeah, yeah. Um, but but I mean that's the baseline so if we get on to I guess one of the more interesting questions, like Simon said, getting to know someone a little more. So a trolley is heading towards another five people. You're next to a lever. If you pull this lever, the trolley will derail and descend down a hill heading for a park sandpit where you notice Polly. Uh, Polly is a little girl in the sandpit currently sculpting her dream hospital. What do you do? Um... Oh dear! Now it gets more problematic, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Now you've brought little. Now you've brought little Polly into the equation, and you know he's going to grow up to be, uh, you know, Doctor Quinn, medicine woman, or somebody. Uh, you know, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's all a bit more difficult. And, and while uh, we were recording this, I had to keep saying it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember, it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's a black comedy. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think I think now I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely um, let it. I'm I'm gonna definitely have the five drug dealers. I'm gonna take them out. In your mind, they're drug dealers. Yeah, <laughs> Whether yeah. they were, would yeah. you? Yeah. Would you leave some drugs by the bodies just to make yourself feel better? Um, 
No, no, no. I'd mash, mash all them up along with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My wife, uh, straight away, she's, she's, she was all about, no, still save, save, save the most number of people. Yeah. We've got a, li- we've got a little daughter, Jan. She's not quite folly, is she? No, she's certainly not, but uh, <laughs> I do hope she doesn't play on the railway lines. <laughs> no, no. No, she just, no, it's the sand pit. She's in the sand pit. She's not even on the railway line. The trolley is going to career off the line. No, I suppose. These trolleys don't need rails. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to let it ride, hit the five, and just tell yourself that they're really bad people. Yeah. Yeah, because I've now now got quite fond of Polly. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope people, uh, when they play the game, can uh, get to see Polly and and see how she grows up. Okay, so now we're upping the ante. Uh-oh. So you're on a bridge with Tyrone. Now you'll you'll know Tyrone as well. Tyrone is a very large man. Oh okay. yes. Now the trolley uh, is speeding towards five people again, but this mm-hmm. time there's no lever. There's just Tyrone. If you push Tyrone off the bridge, then he'll get in the way of the trolley, blocking its path, saving the five. Mm-hmm. But you have to physically push Tyrone off the bridge. What do you do? Push him off. Whoa! No hesitation. <laughs> what? So, it's, so, even if the, even if it's going to affect the outcome or not, it sounds like Jan's. Yeah, <laughs> just push him, push him off. He hasn't got long for this world anyway. You know, he's. Uh, he's... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mention an age or a weight there, Jan. I just said that he was large. <laughs> you said very large. Oh, you said yeah. very large. Okay, so so if if they're children, it doesn't it doesn't matter too much. It's kill the drug dealers. But if they're large, then then the drug dealers live. Or are these guys not drug dealers? Um, yeah, I've um, I, I've um, yeah, I don't know whether they're drug dealers now. Um, <laughs> but I, I I just think that um, yeah, that the large man would you know you know he could die he he you know he'd die and go to heaven. Wouldn't he? Because he'd been the um, the engine of a of a very altruistic well, well, not altruistic because he didn't just choose to do it, but uh, a generous act. So, so a beneficial uh, to the world act. Do, do you think causing a man's death like this is somehow different to collateral damage? If you're pushing him, you're not just pulling a lever. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go to prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. So, um, and it's only question three, isn't it? I, know. I think in the game here, yeah. I know. Straight I know. to prison with you. I know. Go to jail. Go directly to jail. Yeah. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred pounds. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't really thought that through, have I? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, we're trying to put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not, you're, we're not trying to give and, you time. And you're succeeding. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that's that's my uh, that's my knee jerk decision. My considered decision uh, is, I don't bloody know. Okay, so, I, think, so... I think this game is going to take much longer than you know two hours or whatever you said because everybody would think, oh god, I just don't know what to do because there's the big man to consider and there's the other five guys and are they good guys or bad guys? I don't know. So you got me. I'm going to have to go and make a. It's going to be all. There's going to be a lot of procrastination. I think a lot of going to make a cup of tea and kind of. Um, 
I'll go and do some keepy uppies in the yard outside and you know I've got to think about something else I can't you know I'm just this just oh no what am I going to do well, well, in, in the game you can change how long it is but there is a timer counting down so you have to <gasps> oh yeah, my you have lord always a timer oh god okay Okay, so with that, just to, just before we ask the last question, to tally through again. So the original trolley problem, you killed the one. And then Polly, you let live because of the so-called drug dealers. Uh, <laughs> Tyrone uh, fell off the bridge, let's say fell. Um, well, I think okay. we have to say I pushed him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, then, then you pushed him. You 100% yeah. pushed him. Um, so the final question, uh, very similar, um, is about one and five again, but it's framed differently. So you're now a doctor and you have five patients. Each patient needs a different organ to live, but there are no organs available. Now there's a healthy young traveller who comes in uh, to get a routine checkup and you realise that they have the five organs needed um, by... The, the five currently ill patients. Now, the traveller lets you know that they don't have sort of any friends or family waiting for them at home. They're not travelling with anyone and they're just about to set off again. Do you take the utilitarian route and kill the traveller to save the five or do you let the traveller go knowing that the five will die without the needed organs? Uh, well, in all honesty, though, it would be quite neat to, um, um, you know, bop the traveller on the head and say, uh, Oi, mush, I'm having your vitals. Um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think that's um, I think the I, I think you have to uh, let your patients uh, die. I mean, it's I think it's. Uh, I don't think I could do that. I mean, just the fact that he hasn't got any, um, you know, any friends or family. He might he might walk out of um, his hospital appointment and fall in love and have a marvellous, fulfilled life and bring forth... With many, all his organs. Yeah, with all his, with all his organs and, <laughs> and bring forth many children with, um, with his organs and everything. And, um, yeah, so, no, I don't think I could... I mean, it, it, it would be more utilitarian to use him but I don't think I could do that I mean maybe Tyrone was crossing that bridge to go meet the love of his life as well but um, but <laughs> yeah but you know he was just taking up too much space <laughs> no I'm, I'm obviously I'm being facetious um, but yeah um, I, I'm finding it hard to sort of uh, to, to to keep my uh, to keep my attitude to these questions consistent between kind of genuinely considering what I would do and um, uh, I mean, yes yeah. treating it rather kind of satirically or lightheartedly. <laughs> I, I, was, I I feel like pretty much everything I do is um, irreverent at this point. I, uh, <laughs> I just, um, so, so Simon, how do you feel about this man who's going to fall in love the second he leaves the surgery? Oh, well, he might fall in love with me, my me. So I'm pleased that Jan spared him. Yeah. Um, I love this question, though, because it's the trolley problem in, in everything, but it's exactly the same um, 
outcome yeah. sorry the exact same problem with the same outcomes but just mm. a different method mm. um and that you know everybody like uh, and it'll be interesting to see the results once people start playing everybody saves the five and kills mm. the one whereas here mm. very 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 few people uh save the five um when ultimately yeah. it's the same thing it's uh, and it's um and, and that that's why it's so fascinating i think this is there's something to do with um with the the five have already got something wrong with them that probably means they're going to die whereas you know the, the five in the hospital whereas the five on the track um you know there's the, you don't know anything about you, you don't know anything about them and that you know as far as they're concerned they're fine and um you know they little do they know, little do they, know. <laughs> they haven't got any faulty organs uh you know they're they're, they're going you know their their life is you know gonna gonna be okay so there's no, there's no whereas i feel the people who you know need a new heart well you know the like the likelihood of finding a matching heart or kidney or liver for you know people who need one is is are so slim anyway that i feel you're not um you know, you're you're not so much the cause of their death because their death was, you know, not um, probable but possible anyway. Yeah, and it's I think it's to do with the method as well. You know, that idea mm. that you have to kill. Whereas, you know, Tyrone, the last thing he hears is you whistling as you pass. <laughs> <laughs> Seems easy, doesn't it? Brilliant, uh, Jan. Thank you very much for that. It wasn't. It's not quite so easy, is it? When you're having to no. answer the questions, no. No, it's really not. It's really not. Um, and yeah, I, I, I feel like you know as well. Now you've told me there's a timer on it. You know, I think that's, uh, you know, it, I, I think there's, uh, there's all sorts of different motivations kind of coming into play, aren't there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an absolutely fascinating game, and I'm really looking forward to getting uh, people getting into people's hands. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that chat. It was great to catch up with you. Uh, congratulations on the work that you've done. Um, the game you. will be out shortly. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing the reaction of it. Where can we catch up with you, Jan? Where can we follow your work? Uh, well, uh, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter. I put things out on Twitter. I've got a thing out on the, at the moment. Doing, a, I've got a little, um, you know, little two minute film of uh, doing my Nadine Dorries, uh, <laughs> ranting about the woke karate and uh, you know all the lefty liberals at Channel Four. Uh, she's like, I've never had any time for Channel Four, not since Brookside when all the posh scousers had the crap storylines. Um, <laughs> and uh, just because you lead news readers called Krishnan Guru Murthy doesn't mean we're going to believe everything he says you know um so she's uh yeah she's a uh, anyway so so yeah so i put little things out on twitter um at that jan ravens uh from time to time and uh, uh um we do a couple of series of dead ringers on bbc radio 4 i've got a thing called desolation jests going out on radio 4 at the moment um i do just a minute and sorry i haven't a clue and you know all that kind of thing and i'm doing um i'm an occasional presenter on a channel four funnily enough show called uh <laughs> steph's packed lunch with steph mcgovern great so well yeah. thank you so much for taking the time out to join us today um yeah all the best with it soon yeah looks i look forward well, to seeing all the, what the best with the game is. yeah i can't wait thanks to yeah 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 sorry tyrone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant okay well that's that's it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening thanks to jan for joining us sam uh good to see you as ever yeah yeah great to see you game. Well. yeah, yeah it's right, okay <laughs> we'll catch up on another episode right thanks very much bye-bye